this mini is about a bank, right? Um, sort of. There's banking involved. Very little happens in a bank, I'll say that. <laughs> is it online banking? Yes, it's about uh, the online bank heist of, no, I don't That's make just... improv things. Oh, I'm sorry. The podcast that's listed <laughs> under the improv uh, heading. Are we really? Yeah. Um, that's how we're consistently on the, the charts is because there aren't a lot of improv-based podcasts. Oh, oh, so you're gaming the system is what you're no, telling me. No, because the dollop is also listed under improv. And we're basically like girl dollop, right? Yes, we're lady dollop. Also, you're gaming the system, but that's fine. Whatever. I mean, Monster Pod <laughs> is also listed under improv where I think it belongs. Um, that also, yeah, that we are actually improving to some degree. Not well. <laughs> well, I never said that. Um, okay, so it's tangentially about banks. <laughs> tangentially, we'll say. Um, I am back with another mini Minnesota murder mystery. Woo! Um, except there's it's not actually a murder. Is uh, it a mini no Minnesota involved. attempted murder mystery? Not even that. It's, uh, a, it's just, it's it's pretty dumb. I'll tell you that. Well, I mean, most Midwest crimes are. And this is, this, you'll, you'll enjoy this. <laughs> so on November 19th, 1990, John Grunhofer arrived at work. John at the time was CEO of First Bank Systems, which you might know today as U.S. Bank. Oh, uh, around good 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> great, great bank. I shouldn't talk badly about U.S. Bank. They give us a lot of money where I work. But anyway, <laughs> uh, he pulled into a downtown Minneapolis parking garage and, as he exited his car, was confronted by an armed man wearing a suit and tie who forced him back into his car at gunpoint. No work for you today, sir. <laughs> no, off to a great start. Uh, the FBI would later state that the kidnapper had put a great deal of time and planning into this abduction. Uh, his impeccable timing, like he knew when Grunhofer was going to be arriving for work. He asked him really pointed questions as they were driving, uh, which Grunhofer believed was like evidence he had done some of his research on the company. More than we do, too. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I think he actually put more than like one night's work into this kidnapping. No, please. <laughs> I put at least two nights work into some episodes. Uh, the best evidence for all his planning, though, was a note later found in the parking garage that the FBI believed was a cheat sheet for the kidnapping. Oh, my God. <laughs> Reminding him about everything he was going to order Grunhofer to do. Uh, and he <laughs> dropped it. I'm surprised he didn't have it written on his hand like Mulan trying to go see the matchmaker. <laughs> Pull gun. <laughs> Check. Uh, and to be fair, he got pretty far without it. Uh, he drove Grunhofer to a rest area outside of Hudson, Wisconsin. It's like, it's just over the border. It's the first time you'll hit. Um, and then he ordered Grunhofer to use his car phone, because it's 1990. Of course. Uh, to ring up his secretary and demand a $3 million ransom. Uh, and this is the, this might be my favorite detail. Uh, he asked for it to be paid in $1,000 bills. This is some Fargo nonsense. It really is. Uh, it was only then that the kidnapper realized he was missing his cheat sheet. <laughs> According to Grunhofer, he got flustered and he ordered the CEO to go down a hill uh, where he tied him up in a sleeping bag and taped his mouth shut. Uh, then he took off with Grunhofer's car and Grunhofer left to his own devices, somehow managed to untie himself. It took like 20 minutes, so I can't imagine he was tied up very well. 
I mean, from a man who thinks thousand dollar bills exist, this isn't particularly surprising. Maybe, maybe not great at knots either. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he made it to a farmhouse, called the bank, let everyone know he was safe. Uh, the ransom was never paid, obviously. Uh, and the kidnapper never resurfaced. Uh, his Grunhofer's car was later found in a parking garage back in downtown Minneapolis. <laughs> so he drove it back. I I think there's some speculation that he went back to get his cheat sheet, and that's why he left. Oh, my God. The, who knows? Um, initial theories um, pointed to an unstable former employee or maybe a disgruntled borrower. Uh, Grunhofer had only been at First System for about 11 months, uh, and he wasn't particularly popular. Uh, his CEO first... of a bank? That's weird. <laughs> well, I mean, there's that. But, like, he was brought on because the bank was really troubled at the time. Uh, and then his first moves were uh, lay off about 1,800 people, and then he cuts expenses by $100 million. Ah. So uh, that was cool. Uh, he also tightened lending practices, which means, like, some of the longstanding customers couldn't actually renew their credit lines. Jesus. So, but, I mean, to be fair, he turned the bank around, and now it's U.S. Bank. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like... So, he definitely was a dick, I guess you have to be to run a business. I mean, you don't, but, like, to run a bank successfully. Isn't, like, most... There's, like, a higher percentage of sociopaths within, like, the CEO level executive, like, yeah. Yeah, it helps when you aren't, you know, made to lay awake at night thinking about the impact that you've had on other people. Yeah, that, that usually does help. Uh, the only suspect ever identified was um, a maintenance man who closely resembled the composite sketch. Grunhofer identified him in a lineup, uh, but a search of his apartment turned up nothing, and a witness at the parking garage didn't appear to recognize him. Uh, so he was later cleared, which is why I'm not naming him. But that's just to say they like there was one guy who maybe was it, probably wasn't, and they that was the only real solid lead they ever had. They never so- caught the guy. <laughs> So he might not have succeeded in the crime, but he also did what many criminals can't do and got away with it. True. Which I think is pretty impressive, uh, considering he needed a cheat sheet. I mean, he kind of just stupided his way to a successful uh, getaway. (laughs) He had a nice little road trip. He made a new friend. I also have to imagine that the police maybe weren't um, given it their 100%. Well, no. I feel like if he had stayed kidnapped, there'd been a little more heat. <laughs> if he had just stayed kidnapped, but, I, <laughs> but like the guy made it back safe. Like no money was ever exchanged. Even the car got back. Like they didn't like dust for prints or anything. I don't know. It was MPD in the 1990s. Who even knows what they were up to? Donuts, <laughs> other pastries, I mean, hot dish, hot dish probably. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so just as a side note, um, this is just, I wouldn't say fun trivia, but interesting to note, uh, two months before he was abducted, Grunhofer's daughter, Karen was shot seven times during the Henry's pub hostage incident in Berkeley, California. Christ. Uh, so they covered this and I think I looked it up. It was episode 73, My Favorite Murder. Ah, yes. Yep. Uh, so she survived, which is crazy. She's quoted in an LA Times article as saying, we both can't believe what's happened to us. These two situations are almost like TV movies come true. Okay, so first of all, her thing is way worse than her dad's. Agreed. He got, like, mildly kidnapped. (laughs) 
She got shot seven times. Seven times. I'm surprised that at every Thanksgiving from there on out, like, he'll complain about, like, oh, this turkey's kind of dry. And she'll be like, but did you get shot, though? Did you get shot seven times? We're like, oh, I wish you had called before you came over. Oh, really? <laughs> I got shot, Dad. That's all I got. That's it, There's really not much to the story, but I, I needed to share it. I felt it was important. I mean... This may be our miniest minisode, which is an accomplishment. It's a mini, 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 mini murder, Minnesota murder. It's a, it's a mighty God. mini Minnesota mini murder mystery. That's too many words. It is. It I is. can't wait to see what you title this. <laughs> I mean, after the last mini that was released, which we can freely talk about now, um, you know, this is positively tiny. Because the last mini was like 45 minutes long. I mean, it's it's minier than our usual episodes. That April Fool's goof is longer than the first two episodes of this podcast. <laughs> That's just, um, shows how good you're getting at talking. Yeah, we're getting very good right? at talking about Pokemon. I mean, I could talk about Pokemon for hours. Uh, that was very fun. I uh, took the weekend off from Pokemon, though, and played Stardew Valley. That's, <laughs> I was going to say, good for you, but I mean, you just played another video game. Yeah. I mean, I, I find did a bunch of other stuff, but. <laughs> this is going to turn to another mini about Pokemon, but I find when I start a Pokemon game, I need to play it through until it stops. And <laughs> I If I don't finish it. <laughs> well, I mean, I've kind of, I just, hold on. Um. Yeah, uh, this was a great mini, and <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> We're not going to talk about Pokemon again, we promise. Goodbye. Yep. Bye. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.